Facebook. And we've got a great show for you this afternoon. You do want to join the show this afternoon. As usual, this is where we talk to you, for you, with you, and about you. And it is all good. We've got a great show. Kenny Hendricks and Colette Williams will be with you momentarily. They're going to bring you news and views that you can use. So come on back. Join the show. And thank you for joining us. Good evening, good evening, and thank you for joining us. Beautiful Tuesday evening. If if, uh, if I could talk, we'd be all right. (laughs) If it's a Tuesday, you know what that means. It's time for Change Matters Solutions. We do this each and every Tuesday here on the Intentional Talk Radio Network at 7 o'clock in Big D, Dallas, Tejas. It is 8 o'clock on the East Coast, and it's 7 o'clock, no, 5 o'clock on the West Coast. Well, I'm having a great time this evening. Uh, if you're in the mountain time zone, you do the math. We've got another great show lined up for you, so stick and stay and don't go away. And remember, tell a neighbor, tell a friend to join the Change Matters movement. I'm your host, Kenny Hendricks. And I am your host, Colette Williams, and it is time for Change Matters right here on ITRNRadio.com. We want you to join the show. So by doing that, you just dial 682 710 682-710-1101. Join the show. Stick and stay. Don't go away. You know we bring you a lot of good information. We help to educate, empower, enlighten, edify, and make sure we bring you all the news that you can use. So it's time for Change Matters. We've got a great guest this afternoon. And I want to really find out what in the heck is going on at home, sweet home? I guess the days are getting to the point where nothing is predictable. Dallas is flooded. Flooded. It's Katrina all over again. We went from bone dry to floods. I mean, we were uh, we were 60-something days with triple-digit temperatures, no rain. And then all of a sudden, literally overnight, it was a deluge coming down for three days. It's just, it's just, it's phenomenal. And if you look at what's going on, not just here in this country, but around the right. world, the, the rivers in Europe are drying up. The Rhine River, the Yangtze in China. And in fact, the river cruise industry may have to shut down. You know those the the river cruise the river boats, yeah. Not, not, not the quote unquote river boats like they have like down in Louisiana, but the river cruises that go through you know the rivers in in Europe. They may have to shut down because there's not there's no no water deep enough. What? Oh, I did see that, mm-hmm. and there was somebody standing in uh, here. No, Utah, Utah, bone dry. That's probably Lake Powell because Lake Powell. No, it wasn't Lake Powell. It was it was uh, the other one. It was Lake Mead uh, is in, in Nevada. Lake Mead's yeah, uh, I know it wasn't Lake Mead, but they, it, they it, found Lake, four it bodies Lake. in Lake Mead, and and it's interesting. They in their infinite wisdom, they found a body in a barrel, and they said we suspect foul play. File that under no stuff, Sherlock. He knows. Come on. Oh my God! Well, it is just as crazy as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And for those people who still believe that 
there is no global warming or climate change isn't what it is or it's a hoax. Hoax this. You know, they can, hoax the people this. say, you know, we've always had climate change, climate changes throughout centuries. Yes, but not to this degree. The thing about it is, whether you like it or not, you have to admit that we are spewing things into the atmosphere that we've never spewed into the atmosphere before. You know, it's, I mean, you know, 2,000 years ago, there were no cars and trucks and coal plants and all those things running around. So, yeah, we are doing things. In, in fact, another source of, of pollution and climate change are cows. Because all the methane gas that they put out there just sits above the city and things like that. There, there are things that we are doing. And Mother Earth is a living, breathing organism. And she's going to do what she has to do to protect herself. And I think that's what's going on right now. You know? I think so too. I think so too. And it's, and people that think that you can just go about doing what you do and there are no repercussions. There's repercussions to everything. Good. Ab- bad, ab- absolutely. Yeah. There are repercussions. Yeah. You, repercussions yeah. to everything. Well, see, that's, that's people. There's a certain demographic. Let me say like this. There's a certain demographic that believes that they have dominion over this whole planet and they can do whatever they want because they are are God's people and they can use and abuse it to their liking and that's it. And that's all that matters to them. No. That's all that matters. No. And guess what? If that's all that matters to you, like they say in the song, we'll see what happens. There's a uh, right-wing talk show host. I heard him. This is a couple of years ago. You know, um, a couple of years ago, and he was, you know, they're mad about, you know, electric vehicles and things like that. And he's like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to drive my Hummer as fast as I can just so I can, you know, so he can waste gas and spew more crap into the air just because he can. Yeah. And he'll pay for it. And he'll pay for it. Whether he wants to admit it or not, he will pay for it. And when you do that and take that position, you're not hurting just other people. You're hurting yourself. You're included because this is not Uranus. This is not Uranus. This is the planet Earth. So, you know what? Get off of it. Yeah, I mean, things and and you know the the, the climatologists talk about the fact that you know there's uh, ice melting in the Antarctica. Right. And believe it right. or not, and it's really phenomenal. There's enough ice that melts; it raises the sea levels. Right. So that, that is, is phenomenal. It? And the yeah. two, the two, I took two Alaskan cruises and the first one was back in the nineties. And on the way back down, they take you by the Mendenhall Glacier and you, you're coming in and there's this giant cove. I mean, the cove is humongous, but you go back into this cove and you probably get, I want to say maybe within, cause it's hard to tell. Cause you know, you're out there in the ocean and it's hard to tell distance and you have nothing to measure it against. We might've been five miles away, but you could see humongous glacier, like a big mountain and things like that. And it was great. That was back in the night, uh, uh, in the nineties, took another cruise in the two thousands. I forget what year, maybe 2008, nine or something like that. Tried to go back there. The captain got on the uh, PA and said, we're not able to go back there. There was too much, too too many floating icebergs. There was icebergs. And as a matter of fact, I've got pictures of floating icebergs sitting out there. He said, I can't take a chance going back there. 
So oh we just, my god! We just had to turn around and, and just head up back on down to Vancouver. Yeah, because you can't because these as this ice is falling off. Yeah, those are humongous chunks. Yeah, because it can destroy anything. And it's, it's hard to tell how big they are. And yeah. looking at it, it looks like okay, it might be about as big as a car. No, they, they they dropped one of the skiffs, one of the boats, and it disappeared behind the glacier. Right. It was about the size of four houses. That's how big. Yeah. That's just on top. Yeah, that's nothing to do with what's underneath. Yeah. So these things are happening, but and they're so, melting all the time. They're melting all the time. Yeah. The temperature all over California, Arizona, Texas, all across the eastern, the southern seaboard. The temperatures are astounding. 107. 107 all over Southern mm-hmm. California. Even with those people saying it never rains in Southern California and Southern California has the best weather. Uh, yeah, Southern California has the same kind of weather that everybody else has. Okay. 107. 106. And the last, yeah. probably the past, set, I'm going to go to say seven years now. We have not now. We did have the freeze last year, in twenty one. That in February, where everything happened. But outside of that, I, again, I, I've mentioned this. I've got coats and jackets that I haven't worn in seven years. I've got one of my favorite jackets. It's like it's a Michael Kors, and it's like a piece, like a waist length pea coat. Yeah, and it's, it looks really good on me too. I got to tell you, I got to <laughs> see that picture. And I haven't been able to wear the damn thing. Because it's just not getting cold enough in the in the winters here. You right. know, Kiki, you had your hand raised. Yeah, so um, regarding the melting icebergs, uh, another thing that tends to happen, which is a bit of a, not just a double whammy, but a multi-directional whammy, is that when you have melting icebergs, they're not just melting on the sides, they're also melting in the center in, in different parts of the actual surface. And what ends up happening is you have the blending of uh, water, uh, certain types of water that is below the main uh, part of the ocean. So several, uh, a bunch of feet down, basically, you'll have uh, a mixture of salt water and fresh water. And when those start to mix, then you throw off the entire ecology of that region. Ecosystem, yeah. That yeah. entire ecosystem right. suffers any kind of plant life and or fish life, anything that lives in uh, salt water, um, most things cannot also live in fresh water and vice versa. So when you have those mixtures, not only are you, that's kind of like us, we don't breathe underwater um, and fish can't breathe outside of water. And that's sort of the same thing. You choke and basically suffocate if a freshwater fish uh, that's not equipped for salt water goes into salt water, not to mention it shocks their systems in terms of temperature, mineral intake. It's just a multi-layered itche storm. And the <laughs> other thing, <laughs> the other thing too, is that you have certain microbes that were locked in time in those glaciers that used to exist back when it was sustainable for them to exist. They're going to come, they're going to be, you know, hitting the atmosphere, entering the oceans, and they're going to be doing the things that they did thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of years ago. And quite frankly, we're not equipped at this moment to deal with those sorts of things. So when you start tampering and terraforming a, a planet like Earth that is 100% self-sustaining, 
it yeah. is a ripple effect that even the best scientists throughout all histories could have never predicted under no circumstances. Even if they were psychic beyond imagination, you just don't know. It's so multidirectional. You can't there. It, it, you can't stop it. It'll just be a runaway train that you can't stop. So it's when we really understand how bad this is. It, it it's rising sea levels. I, I I wish that was the only thing. Yeah, it, only it, problem you had. Yeah. Hey, let me show you yeah. this picture. This is a picture of what I'm talking about. Uh, You guys see that? Yeah. Yeah, see. So, and here's a little boat right here. And these are the glaciers, not glaciers, the uh, icebergs sitting in here. And this is a cove that you go behind. You go on out here and make a right and go back in there to get to the glacier. We couldn't get back there. That's how bad it is. And this was back in the 2000s. And when we went the first time in the 90s, this was... Completely clear, completely clean. Just just cruise back there, hang out, wash the glacier, and come on back. Yeah, that's in, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, let me see if there's another thing. Yeah, see, there's, there's, there's another picture. Yeah. And look at that, just all over here, everywhere. Yeah, and we can't forget that even though we have a sun on the outside of the planet, we have a sun inside the planet. The core of the Earth, we're going to have to grapple with that too. And, you know, when we have all of these volcanoes erupting in random places, I think that I think it was in um, Iceland recently, last week or a week and a half ago, there was a major, major, major volcano that was erupting. Or, I, don't re- I didn't read about that. Yeah, this was... Uh, maybe a week and a half ago or so, major mm-hmm. volcano eruption just tearing the place apart. Um, I don't remember the name of the city, um, but yeah, that was only a couple weeks ago, within two weeks. So you know, we're 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 not. I'm going to show you one more picture. This is this guy. Whoever owns this is my here absolute hero. You guys see that? <laughs> yes. You see the yacht, right? Mm-hmm. Can you see what's on the back? Uh, it looks like, oh, is that a helicopter? That is a helicopter. Look at that. And it has a <laughs> car cover-esque. Yes. It's got a helicopter cover. Cus- a custom cover for the helicopter on the back of the yacht. Okay. All right. Again, that dude is my hero. I don't care what he, he is. How do you put, and that's a double-decker boat. Three, three decks. One, two, three. Three decks. Not to mention down here in the fourth yeah, one. Four decks. Here. Yeah. Well, and right. look at that. That's not so. He didn't buy that cover at Walmart. Okay. Sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I th- I'm re- I remember seeing that on aisle 12. <laughs> he did not buy that at Walmart. That is for and sure. You, and you notice the uh, uh, propellers, the blades are, are covered. Not, yeah. You have, you, have to, the... you have to take the blades off. So they don't. Oh, they're off? The oh they're I off. didn't even think about that. I didn't even yeah, think Yeah, because of the that. wind and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so you know he's got this kind of money. He didn't do it himself. Wonder what kind of money he has and who the who people that is. The people who that, that is. live down here. <laughs> who that is. <laughs> they're, the ones, they're the ones that took that off. Is that something else or what? I've got some student loans wow. he can pay off. <laughs> that is That is incredible. But you know what? I've seen some other boats that make you go, wow. 
that's a boat. And that's, you know, that's why we're having this situation, you know, why the planet is, like, scraping us off like fleas. Because, you know, when you abuse it, 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 you know, it, it's just like the excess is just out of control. And it has been out of control, quite frankly. And it's almost like humans are allergic to the planet. We do anything and everything possible to escape it. You know, so I guess when we're behaving like this, acting like we don't want to be here or acting like we don't like any of the natural systems, the natural order is an allergy, then you're going to get what you ask for. Well, so. I, I equate it to manifest destiny. Again, this this is their they mm-hmm. think they've got dominion. It's their destiny, and they will do with it as they please. And it will do. And with nothing them else as matters. It. Nothing else matters. That's the whole thing. You know, they 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 believe that it's theirs to use and abuse as they see fit. And unfortunately, and you see what's so going many, on. Yeah. And, and you see what's going on when when they colonize and they go in and they rape and rape the land of its natural resources. Don't do anything for the indigenous people and then leave. Right. If if they leave, sometimes right. they're just there for centuries. Because we're sitting here in the United States in a runaway home invasion. So yeah. That yeah. Part. So yeah, it, it it's no surprise that we're in the position we're in. And I say the same thing about the violence in this country. It's no surprise that same where thing. we are yeah. with the right. violence in the country. We're a violent nation. Right. This country was founded on violence. Right. Established. And actually yeah. some of the more oppressive systems were um, written into law via violence. Uh, in absolutely. Order, in order to maintain control. So it was the it's the blueprint of the nation. And quite frankly, not only just this nation, this nation as the hub, sure, but also the lengthy arm reach that this nation has. It's like an octopus. It's stretched its its arms all over the world and has doled out some rather horrible policies and has overthrown almost every government put into office globally. Um, but likes to be in, but likes to be silent about it. Likes to put forth its minions to carry out, you know, the, the biggest dastardly deeds, but, you know. And, and that's a part, that's part and parcel of. Minions are also called allies. <laughs> yeah. uh, when yeah, you said right. minions, I thought I was thinking about that little cartoon, those cartoon guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but that's part and parcel of what we're dealing with on a global level. And because this country touts power and more power, we have to do our part in not necessarily thinking about disruption, but thinking about how we can maneuver around it and navigate things to our benefit. So we haven't gotten there yet, unfortunately. And it takes how many years, how many decades, how many centuries for us to get here? get there because we're not there yet no i i agree and and i think and the way we do that is to and and yeah it takes time it takes a lot of time we have to avail ourselves of the systems that are out there again whether we get involved in politics you know and we talk about you know people uh, black people being in the military and police department we have to avail ourselves of these things in order to make changes otherwise we we're basically slaves to these systems because all we can do is abide by these systems until we get, until we get ourselves into positions that we can make some, 
lasting and significant changes because the people that are in charge right now really don't give a damn. They really don't no, give a damn. Don't. No, they don't. You know, and, I, and, no. I, and, I, and for all of these folks, these middle-aged white men who really don't give a damn, it's evident that they don't. They talk a game. It's simply a game. Because they're not talking about what can happen and what is best for the people. They say that, but that's not what they really mean. They do what's best for them to keep them in the position that they're in so that they can keep getting what they get. This is a good segue into um, the fact that, you know, we're in this two-party system. And this two-party system has outlived its usefulness. I think so, too. It is a relic of the past, and it is not doing us any good. Because what happens is we end up, and I know for me, as a voting adult for my entire voting life, I've been voting for the lesser of two evils, except when Barack Obama ran. You know, it's been voting for the lesser of two evils. Who's going to do the least amount of harm? You know, and I know a lot of people don't like that. I'm not going to do that. Well, we we have to be involved in in the system. Uh, Now they're talking about Liz Cheney is talking about running for president. Well, first of all, she's not going to win. She's not going to win. There's not going to be enough Republicans that are going to vote for her. However, she could be a spoiler by running as a third party. She is a spoiler. Jill Jill Stein spoiled. In fact, if you take what Jill, the votes that Jill Stein got and give those to Hillary, she's probably over the top. And I think uh, it was Jill and somebody else. But now the problem is, would Democrats call themselves voting for Liz Cheney, then diluting votes from the Democratic Party? That's 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 the crapshoot. That's the but, chance. But they're also takes. saying that they're also saying that she wouldn't harm the maggot; she would harm Biden. But Biden. That, that, that's why, because they were they're saying that she would also siphon votes from the left. Right. But but, you have but, to you have to go out there deliberately and say, hey. This is what I'm doing, and yeah. you let people know. You let people know what you're doing. There's, there's nothing. There's that, that's not criminal, because in, in fact, uh, back when Obama was running, Rush Limbaugh got on the radio during the primary and told the told um, Republicans to vote in Democratic primaries so they could get so that Obama wouldn't uh, win the primary. You know, so it's the same. It's the same sort of thing. Now, and that they think they have a better strategy. That that leads me to ranked choice voting, and the way ranked choice voting works. If 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 Liz Cheney ran as a third party, and let's let's assume she's the only third party, the only other candidate, you got uh, the, the two that are there now: the, the orange anus, Biden, and Liz. If you if we had ranked choice voting, you could vote for Liz with your first vote, and if she loses because the person with the fewest amount of votes is removed. Then your second choice is uh, Joe Biden, assuming Joe Biden is the nominee, which is in a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's, yeah, he won't. Then those votes go to Joe Biden. So it's not a wasted vote. Right now, if Liz runs and you vote for her, and again, she's not going to win, that those are that, those are wasted votes, completely wasted. I would never vote for a third-party candidate today because there's not enough support out there for them to get anywhere. It's a wasted vote. But again, with frank choice voting, it, it, you can if there are five candidates, you can vote for all five. One, two, three, four, five. And again, 
The other thing that's beautiful about ranked choice voting is that the winner must get more than 50% of the vote. When you have a race, when you have like five people running, people have won elections with 25% of the vote. And that's just wrong. Yeah, that's true. That's just, yeah. that is not representation. That's true because that's how Antonio Villaraigosa won his second term here in LA. And I'll never forget the reporter said people did not vote. He only won by a few votes, but he won at 151,000 votes. He had 151,000 votes and he won. And what the reporter said was nobody voted. Nobody got out and voted. So he won by default. He really won by default. How many people were running then? I don't, I don't remember how many people were running, but I know that he won a second term Mm -hmm. and everybody just went, what? Because nobody voted because there was nobody running. And you know what? I want to say whoever was running against him obviously did not get enough votes because he won and the votes that he got totaled 151,000 votes. So that was his total. Yes. The very first thing that the reporter said was people in LA did not vote. People in the city of LA did not get out and vote. Antonio Villaraigosa won by 151,000 votes. Was that verified? That people in LA didn't vote? Yeah, it was verified because there are more than 151,000 people in LA. No, that's not, no, I'm asking about an actual verification. Did anyone give any actual numbers? Well, they have to. They had to. I can't tell you exactly what that was, okay. but they have to. I'm, I'm asking because the news, uh, do, you, do you guys know what Cambridge Analytica is or what they do? I've heard of them. I don't, I don't know. I, I've heard of them. I don't know any specifics. Okay, so Cambridge Analytica, in a nutshell, among several other marketing PR agencies, um, it is a, it is, it's beyond the nation's PR firm. It is sort of the global elite's PR firm. So when you have elections, their, should I say, their fall line, if you will, paralleling it to the fashion industry, their fall line is our our election seasons. That is when they hit it the hardest. They start coming up with all kinds of things to make the general public, to steer the general public in, in, in particular directions. So, and I shouldn't even say the general public because it's just the public, anybody. Everybody is subject to this on social media, and especially in um, regular conventional media. So what they do, and there is a documentary about this that can kind of describe how this is done, and it was done during Trump's election. There are Mm -hmm. people who literally, their jobs, their entire job is to create content. They're content creators. They create stories, and they send them out into the media. So that everybody can gobble it up and start these conversations. They tell you what to think about and how to think about it. That is their sole purpose. Data-driven behavior change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They get into the heads of the the people. So, in other words, 
when the news reporter said nobody in Los Angeles voted, well, what they were really trying to tell you is, look at these black people who suck so bad. They didn't come out and vote. I bet you Samantha down the street voted, and she's like, what do you mean? I was there. And so we're like 50 of my closest friends in my so-and-so organization, and I saw my half my high school buddies down there, and I saw, like, people on the ground can can look at that and be like, that's not true. I waited in a six-hour line to vote. It was hell of people down there voting. What are they talking about? But, the, um, those numbers, no, but No but, one's going to believe Samantha on the corner, but they will believe anything that they hear on ABC, CEB, CBS, right, CNN. Right. So that's why I'm asking, was any of that verified? Because when you're told what to think and how to think about it, None of it is actually factual. It's never, it's not meant to be. Well, you have to have some discernment. So, for example, if you look at this, this was the governor's race where Gavin uh, um Gavin Newsom. Yeah. And this is a nonpartisan primary. Okay. So you had, looks like about 12 people running. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Well, more than that. All those people running. Well, Gavin Newsom won with 33%. Okay, no, so this is a primary. And it looks like, yeah, in the in the general, he won with 61. So in the primary, he moved moved on in the primary with 33, 33% of the vote. And again, that's not represent that's not representative. You know. So so again, the only way we're going to get out of this two-party system and and frankly, it it's the only way to save the republic, to save this country because Do we want to save it? Why would we want to save this thing? Because we live here, <laughs> you know, and the, the alternative is, especially if the people on the, on the right get their way, you know, uh, in anything darker than orange is is is, Ooh, gosh. is is subject to be uh, basically eliminated. These people, I mean, they want to kill people. Uh, there yes. was there's, a, and I'm gonna look it up in a second. There is a sitting representative who said. If the if the if the FBI would have come into my house looking for documents, they would have left in a body bag. Mm-hmm. This, there are there are sitting politicians, sitting representatives in Congress saying, "Kill the FBI." Mm-hmm. You know the, the it, mm-hmm. it's this it's a very dangerous situation. It is. It's you know, and, and we ignore it at our own peril. Right. And why do they continue? What I will never understand is why. They, those folks who sit there in those chairs in Washington, why do they continue to go down the same deep, dark rabbit hole with no end in sight? And they claim they're doing this. They claim they're following the judicial process. They claim they're doing this, all things the right way. And they keep coming up stupid. Because we don't hold them accountable. And that's right. We're not holding them accountable. Exactly. How are you going to hold them accountable? Well, there, there are several ways to hold. Yeah, and they we really keep, are. We keep electing them. That's one of the problems. And that, that's why they them. stay. That's why and, they. And stay. The other reason there, there needs to be term limits yes. and age window. Yep. Uh, who's the guy that just got lost? Uh, not Josh Hawley. Madison Cawthorn. They just lost. He's twenty-five freaking years old. There's no way it's at twenty-five years yeah. old you are mature enough to be He's in a college. Joke. Yeah, there, I there think that's a that's a that's a heck of a wheelchair. Yeah, he's the one in the wheelchair. I think yeah. one in the wheelchair. Yeah, that is a heck of a statement. Mature enough. 
I I I mean, let, let's be honest here. We got some people twice his age that no, are that dumber are, yeah, but, than a box of hair. Yes, absolutely. You have to have some sort of. You have to have some sort of. I think you should have sense. You're the, obviously age but, doesn't but, matter. But all of that is subjective. Yeah, Somebody subjective. has sense. All of that is subjective. Mitch with a B thinks he's real smart, and and you said you gotta have good sense. Gotta have. Well, Critical it is politics. Common sense. I mean, All of them think that they have good thinking skills, critical thinking skills, and they have good sense. None of them have good sense. And on the other end of the spectrum, both the two people running against each other last time, both were too old. Both the orange guy yes. and Biden. Yes. Biden Is Biden 80 yet? No, think, he will be. He's not yeah. 80 yet. He right. So he will be. He's 80. not running again. <laughs> I think he can't. he can't. He can't say it. Because he can't he even run around his own backyard. Because then he'd be a lame duck, so he can't say it. I, I don't expect him to run. But at no. the same time, the other guy, the former guy, he's going to be like uh, eight, uh, 79 or 78. Something like that. But he thinks that he's great enough. And what I refuse to get is why they don't stop him now. Everything that he's done, and he can still tout that he's going to run again or watch me. I'm making all this money. I can make money. I can do this. I can do what? Do you know he's Put asking for money? He says under the he, ground. He says he's going to sue CNN for you know bad reporting, and he's asking people for money for right. him to sue. First of all, you're a billionaire. Why do you need other? Yeah. People? Why do you need to ask people? Secondly, for money? he hasn't even filed suit yet. So he's asking for, and, and, and this and is the mind-boggling thing, and, and I talk to my friends about this all the time. I mean, basically, he's pimping these people. That's all he's doing. He's a pimp. He's a pimp. And 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 free food. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. so, do I need to lock this room? Like, what's going on? Free food. <laughs> and, and 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 they're sending him money. Yeah. And they're gladly, they're gladly. And if if you watch the rallies and things like that, and let me just be nice here, the people at the, those rallies really can't afford it. Right. These are not these well are, into these the trailer six figure, no, into the six figure type people. Yeah, they're trailer these, people. These are not CEOs. These are not you know uh, senior vice presidents of large banks and things like that. These are. Again, be nice. They're everyday citizens. Everyday um, trailer people. Let's be nice. Let's be nice. Oh, they're everyday people living. You know, some many of them living paycheck to paycheck. I'm sure some of them rent. Some of them may live in uh, mobile areas. <laughs> you know, but oh, trailer. <laughs> so the again, it's like he said about you know when he came down the elevator. You know, it's not their finest. So. But again, they continue. But it's a cult. It's a complete cult. It is, and why? And and you can tell by people touting what they tout, and it doesn't make any sense. And they believe him because he's speaking a little bit of That's English. What I get. It's it's because he's speaking. There's nothing that they can say that he has done that's worth anything at all. He brings no value. You know, I used to really no value enjoy at all. having a good political discussion with somebody from the right, you know, because I might learn something. But now, you know, they are so far, they're so deep down this rabbit hole, you can't have a conversation with them. 
Because even if you show them the facts, just like and I, I mentioned this on the program before, there were two guys. One, I believe, was an attorney, some big-time attorney, and the other was some politician. I can't remember who it was. Both said almost the same thing verbatim. They both said, I know there's no evidence of voter fraud. I know that 60-plus courts have kicked, uh, 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 thrown them out. Oh, I know right. that they've certified. I know the state have done audits. I know all these things point to there not being any fraud. But I know in my gut there was fraud. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so how how can you have a rational discussion? You can't. If somebody makes a statement like that. You just can't have a rational discussion. Again, sixty courts, many of the judges appointed by him. Yeah, that's and you know what? And he feels like he can say anything he wants to say, he can. do he whatever can. he wants to do. And you know what? I still, I don't understand why he continues. I know why he continues. Because, because he's, he's getting he's away with it. narcissistic prick. And he's getting away and with it. And he's getting away with it. You know, but you know, you know, right. you know the saying, right. screw me once, shame on you, screw me twice, shame on me. Right. So at this point, it's not, it's not him. It's really not him. He's not the problem. The people voting for him, his followers, and I don't even call them supporters. They are followers like Jim Jones had followers, like Charles right. Manson had followers, like Adolf Hitler had followers. They are followers. They are the problem. He's made it clear right. who he is and thinking people understand that. But what he, he has done, he's given license to to these people who he, 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 just, he just tells the truth. He tells it like it is. No, he doesn't. He, he constantly lies. You know, but he's saying the things that they want to be able to say, and he's giving them license to do that, and that's a very dangerous thing. And and the fact that he just decides that he can do more, and nothing else matters because it's simply what he wants. It's simply the way he wants it, and it's amazing that he's such an ignorant man. I find that to be very, very, very interesting that he is an ignorant man. He's an uneducated man. He's really a dummy, just like his instructor said. He's never seen anybody as dumb as he is. Well, it's, it's he like... is really a dumb person. He has only had an opportunity to do things because somebody else allowed him to be in a position to do those things. It's not that he's so good at anything that he does. Because he does not know anything about strategy. He does not know anything about how to maneuver or how to navigate through businesses. If he did, he would have never filed bankruptcy. How many times? Seven times? Eight times? Or more? Okay, so uh, you can't you. say that, well, he's got all these businesses and he's done. No. He's failed at everyone. He's failed at everything he's ever done. But it's, it's a right-wing echo chamber. Uh, you know, Fauci said he's going to go ahead and retire at the end of the year. I did. I saw, saw And that. there was this big thing. I think it was on Fox News. Fauci resigns. He did not. <laughs> and I, I, it, this is the thing that gets me. Why is everybody so, why are they so mad at Fauci? I don't understand it. It's like all he was was the guy heading up to CDC. He was trying to do his job. Uh, and somebody, uh, uh, Colette, remember we had a program? Oh, we had a bunch of doctors on and some guy, one yeah. of the doctors said. Oh, 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 that was our COVID special. And the doctor yeah, said. Yeah, he said that, that, that Fauci as soon as we brought Fauci up, Fauci is the devil. And he, this Fauci guy, is the devil. 
He just went berserk. We, yes. had, to cut him. we had to actually had to cut him, cut him off. off. So how can he prove that Fauci is the devil? Did he ever prove that? What did he do? Nothing. I want, I don't know. I don't know. But see, with, with, when you when when you when you don't agree, and see, this is the thing. One one thing that the Republicans are good at is projection. Right. I guarantee you, if they if if they are calling somebody a name or saying somebody something, it's projection because that's what they're doing. They love to call people on the left sheep. They are the biggest sheep. The people on the right are the biggest sheep because guess what? They are all falling in line behind him. And guess what? If you disagree with him or have any criticism for him, they will kick you out. They will shut you down. I got all the criticism. They might tar and feather you. Right. I got criticism because he is a slug. He is nothing more than a slug. But let me let me change the subject for just a few minutes if I can. This is Black Business Month. I've only seen. Oh, and by the way, that maggot, he's never done any business with black folks. He don't even want black folks on his properties, the few that he has. He does not do business with black folks. Now, you have Kanye West. Of course, we know he's retarded. And you have uh, who else went to see him and wants to shake his hands and all of those things? Who was that? Kanye West and somebody else? I call him Kanye West. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Kanye West. But there were a few of them. Mm-hmm. that wanted to shake his hands and be seen with him. They didn't understand that that takes all the brownie points away. Oh, but all he does is use, is use them. Use people. Yeah. He does not do business. And remember, he didn't want to pay all of the Mexican people that worked on his properties. And remember, he said he wasn't paying them anything. Remember that. Okay. So my point is, he does all of these things that are just unconscionable just unconscionable and has not been held accountable and he needs to be held accountable. It's black business month. Why are we not out talking about black businesses? I've been putting information out there. I put it on LinkedIn. Why are we not talking about it? How come there's nothing going on to talk about black businesses? Uh, Let's start it. (laughs) Okay. This is National Black Business Month. I did not know that. We, yes, we've got, and, and isn't that a shame? Yeah, you didn't know absolutely. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Kiana knows that. To be fair, I there's like that, a new holiday every day. It's yeah, kind of hard yeah, to keep different, up. Yeah, it's a different, it's not a holiday, but it's a different month it's every like day. It's Friday, National Donut Day. They, they yeah, National Donut Day. <laughs> I thought time. it was Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah, National Donut Day. Don't worry, it might be. Yeah. So, but, but, but before we go on, uh, I, I want to make sure we mention the, the Sudan trip that oh, uh, yeah, the Sudan trip. Beverly Tucker, uh, good friends of the ITR and radio family, Dr. Tucker and his beautiful wife, Beverly, are planning a trip to Sudan on October 18th and they do some wonderful work. Uh, their organization is called Window International and they're going over there and they're trying to raise money. They they have a goal of educating 1 million people over there. They have a very high illiteracy issue over in Sudan. They've been over there. They take a trip every year. They're going on a trip again, October 18th. It's too late. If you wanted to go, it's too late to go. But what you can do is donate by 
uh, uh, going to win 1040. That's W-I-N-1040.org slash donate. And we will be also having a telethon uh, next month. And so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that, where we will be soliciting donations for that Sudan Sudan trip. So I wanted to get that that out right away. So back to Black Business Month. Go ahead, Colette. And and uh, Beverly Tucker, she is very, very committed to working in South Sudan. She's very committed to this mission. She's very committed to the kids there in the Sudan to create literacy, to allow them to read, write, and become literate. And she has been committed for a very, very long time. So as Kenny Hendricks said, we will be hosting a telethon on October 1st. It will be a telethon that will go on for hours. And we're getting good people to join in. We're getting good people to join us to be a part of this. So stay tuned. Listen, get the information, be a part of this, donate whatever you can, and just be a part of this. People are now moving in the direction of learning more about engaging with people on the continent of Africa and why they should. They absolutely should. We do also have a contingency of people that say, I'm not from Africa. Uh, yeah, okay. Neither am I. But I certainly believe that we must support the people of the African continent, the motherland. We absolutely must support them. Tomorrow, we've got someone on the network here on conversations who has a an event coming up called Afri- Africara. It's the African festival. And he's got a huge film festival coming up. So be a part of what can help us. And we know it ain't them. We know this. So we've got to do more to support us. And what is it going to hurt? We're talking about supporting Black businesses. How many Black businesses do you know in your general vicinity, in your area? And I'm not going to use the word hood, but how many businesses How many black businesses are there in your area that you can support? Anybody know? Anybody? There's two here. Okay. So, Tisa, do you know know. how many businesses are in your area that you can support? We always say there aren't any. There are. I know. Okay. Name, Name a couple of them, Kiana, in your area. Okay, that's what I thought. No, the Red Hen Cafe. That's one. Um, there's also, I think it's Pete's or um, something like that. No. And then there's also Pete's. What is his name? What's the? It's the. It's something like that. It's the person's name. It's a name, but it's another cafe. Um, Harry's Joint. Harry, yeah. Harry's. Harry's Joint. Joint. Harry's Joint. Okay, do we have a grocery store anywhere around that we can all support? There is a list of some in Los Angeles. Where? A black grocery store? Yeah. A black grocery store. 
they're in LA. No. Yes, no. there are. They are. What are they? Well, I don't know the name off the top, but I'll pull it up. Okay. I don't lock stuff into memory, quite frankly. Okay, but... well, see, these are the things that we need to lock into memory so that we can support them. And I do believe, just like George Frazier says, there are 240,000 Bobby shops, hair salons. How many black banks are there? Okay, here's a list of black okay, the district market across the country. Greengrocer in Houston. District market greengrocery in Houston. Circle Foods in Circle New Orleans. Foods, and I'm going to be in New Orleans next week. I'm going there. Circle Foods in New Orleans. Daddy's Neighborhood Fresh Market in Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. I, won't, I won't be in Nebraska anytime soon, but if I get there, I'll go there. Daily Organics in Los Angeles, founded by Renee Gunter, a former haute couture model in the 1980s. Okay. A grocery outlet in Compton. Okay. Gene Bennett. Okay. 40 Acres Fresh Market in, market in Chicago, oh. owned by Liz Abun, Abuna. Cleo's Bodega and Grocery in Indianapolis. There you have it. Yeah, there's okay. African Obichi Market on Washington Boulevard in L.A. There's also Grocery Outlet in Compton. There's Right Choice Caribbean Market on Crenshaw. Um, and there's there's a whole list of others. Um, but okay, and that Grocery Outlet. Now, remember, Grocery Outlet is a chain. And Grocery Outlet is owned by others. They had like the one in Altadena. So it must be owned by the Valenzuelas. Okay. They are Hispanic. Okay. So are there any, how many black banks are there? Count them. One, two, three. Okay. How many black Walmarts are there? Well, there's only one Walmart. Right, there's only one Walmart. I don't think that's how many that, that's black kind of airlines are there. But that's how not many how black... we do business anyway. We're not. We're not. That's not how we do business. I think we. Well, need to what, do we, what do you mean? That's not how we do business. What does that mean? Well, I think what I'm really getting at is that's why we need to really have some sort of a cultural understanding of who we are instead of having the white, the black version of everything Anglo. We don't need a Walmart. That's not what we do. We're not cheap. Trashy like that. <laughs> we're not cheap. I, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> if, all have, my friend. If, if all we uh, have, here's a list. Those... Here's a list of black black banks. Um, and they're they're five. No, 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 United. no, no, no. Here's a, uh, Alabama has Al America Bank, Commonwealth Bank, and that was in Birmingham. Is another one in uh, Commonwealth National Bank, Metro Bank. Um, there, there aren't, aren't any black-owned black black banks, banks headquartered in Alaska, Alaska, but banks that serve that area. City First, One, one United, United Greenwood. And Greenwood. Okay. Arizona, you got City First, one, same thing, Greenwood, Green United, Arkansas, St. Gun United, Hope Credit Union, Greenwood, Broadway in Los Angeles. But Broadway is closed. Well, I don't know the date of this. Yeah. Broadway is closed. From no, this I was mean. updated May 2nd this year. Well, from what I understand, Broadway's been closed a long time. Okay. Well, they've got this stuff in Colorado. Yeah, I see that. I've seen, yeah. um, FAMU. I remember FAMU. Uh, Citizens Trust, Greenwood, Omega Sci-Fi, 
Fraternity Federal Federal Credit Union, Tacoma, Georgia. Okay. Idaho, United One Bank, Green. So so a lot of these are the same banks. Right, exactly. In in, in different locations. Right. Yeah. So uh, from what the information that I read, there are five black banks. One is on United Bank. You have three in a variety of locations. Yeah, City First Bank, one United Greenwood. Right. Yeah. In a variety of locations. So, okay, you just hit, okay. So, yeah, it's, my all, point it's, all, it's, all, it's all the same city for all the same. They, right. they, 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 they support those, all those areas and, and looks right. like most of the 50 states. Uh, no, they're not in the 50 states. I said most of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it they're not like, in all 50 states. It looks like Dr. Love has just joined. Okay. Oh, Dr. Love, there you are. Uh, he's connecting the audio. Right. Okay. Well, again, we whether it is National Black Business Month or not, it is our responsibility to support black businesses. And black businesses will not fix themselves until we support them and we help them to understand they must do better, be better, and be well, let's do this every every week on the show. What, what we'll do is every week on the show we will just uh, I like black businesses. Yeah, rattle, rattle off names of black businesses and, and yes. certain areas and things like that. So yes, absolutely, absolutely. Lamar Park is full of them. Okay, we'll, we'll right. give them airtime. We will give them airtime. Absolutely. So let's switch over to Doctor Real Deal Love, Mister Edward Johnson. You're on mute. Okay. There you are. I think I'm off mute. There you are. Yes. Can you, you hear are. me now? We sure can. Okay. I sound like I'm doing the Verizon commercial. Can, yeah, you, can hear you hear me now? Me now? <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that in a can long time. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that guy yeah. was annoying. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you're not doctor. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, sir? Doing good. We're doing real good. Finally got us some rain here in the Dallas area. Some people got a bit too much. Oh, yes. Somebody did the rain dance. Yes. Somebody did. And I'm I'm glad they did. Absolutely. Somebody did. So you are the real Dr. Love. So why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself and tell us what you do. Unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of time left. So let's let's get to it. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, uh, I'm Ed Johnson, a.k.a. Dr. Love. That's Dr. The Real Deal Love because I give women the real deal. And it's time. And it's time. Uh, real, real quick story. I am a woman's relationship empowerment coach. What I do is I rescue men by empowering women. And a lady just asked me today, she said, why don't you, uh, talk to men? Why don't men uh, talk to other men and empower men and teach them how to treat women in relationships. And I said, well, we need to talk. So we never got a chance to talk. I sent her my email, but I think it's important to know that women really are the, the trendsetters when it comes down to relationships. And when it comes down to succeeding in relationships, we have to create a plan and a program so that men and women work and succeed in the relationship. So my job is to come in and be the mediator and make sure 
women understand men at his deepest level and that man understands that the woman brings so much to the table. So how did you start all of this, Dr. Love? How did you begin this whole process? And and from our conversations that you and I have had, you've been doing this for quite a while. How much success have you had in changing the minds of especially young people? Well, uh, it started for me. It, it, it started for me. Uh, I, I, I'll have to be, you know, I'm the real deal. So I would have to uh, start from the beginning uh, real quick. I came home from school one day. One of my classmates was experiencing inappropriate behavior at home. I came home. I was in 10th grade. I came home and I said to my mother, I was just outraged. I said, I said, mom, so-and-so is going through this here. I said, have you ever gone through this? I put my mother right on the spot. My mother said to me, she never answered the question in terms of whether she had gone through it. She said, son, you would be surprised at what women go through and what women are going through. I said, wow. So my mother, it was my mother that really impregnated me with this passion to care about women. And then I went into the hair business. I had uh, two salons in Philadelphia and I did women's hair for over 30 years. So talking with women in the salon for over 30 years, you know what we talked about. We talked about men, men and more men, okay? So in that conversation, I began to see that uh, that there were women who were struggling in relationships. And as I began to just research behind their story, I found there were a lot of women that didn't have their fathers actively engaged in their lives. Mm-hmm. And if a woman doesn't have her father actively engaged in her life, She's going to suffer in relationships in some area. Okay. So Dr. Love decided, uh, I was going to begin to, uh, test my wings and see what's going on. I have five children, uh, two sons and three daughters. And I was working with my sons because, you know, a man's got to be a man. And uh, I was teaching my sons and two other gentlemen, two other young kids, about 16, uh, how to wire an outlet. So the guys came to me and said, how long are we going to be here wiring an outlet? I said, why? He said, my girlfriend said, I need to be out of here by 10 (laughs) o'clock. Another one said, how long are we going to be here today? I said, we're going to be here until 3 o'clock till y'all finish the outlet. I said, why? He said, because my girlfriend said, I need to pick her up by 4 o'clock. Right then and there, I lied to you not. That is the day that I understood where the power was. I have these men, these teenage boys, who are training, I'm giving them something to do with their hands, and they're telling me what their girlfriend said they need to be or where they need to be. I switched my whole program. I went and talked to my three daughters, and I understood. I said, my daughters are going to be my testing point. And I began to get my daughters and their friends together. On a Saturday morning, I would cook breakfast, bring my daughters together, and I said, I'm going to tell you from a man's perspective what a woman's question should be, how she should conduct herself, what she can say. I'm going to give her the inside story on what she should do to create successful relationships. And y'all tell me if I should go further. I talked to my daughters. I talked to their friends. And needless to say, here I am. They said, young man, you need to go further. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me ask you a question. We've only got like a minute left, and we, we definitely have to have you back on. And I know you got tied up somewhere, and it's, that's understandable, but we'll have to yes. have you back on. Real quickly, 
um, first of all, yes, when when young women don't have their father in their life, they are going to suffer. And the same with young men. And that's why we have a problem with a lot of our young people today, because the fathers are not there. But tell us what's the and first thing that came to mind when we started talking was uh, the late Kevin Samuels, the type of thing that he had been doing. Is yeah. what you're doing similar or give me a comparison to what he was doing? Well, my thing is, um, I, I'm the real deal. And Kevin Samuels, he, he was brought to my attention. And Kevin Samuels was a bit crude. He was a bit rough around the edges. And he was really uh, a little hard on women and sometimes downright disrespectful. What my, my program is, I begin to share with women what she needs to know to understand man at his deepest level. Because when you understand man, man is the most sophisticated being there is. Okay. And the woman is the most advanced thinker of the two. Okay. So what we have to do is we have to begin to empower her so that she understands what she the programs that she sets in place, the requirements that she makes, the things that she are asking for, he is capable of delivering them if she knows how to handle him. Okay. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, absolutely. It does. And I think, I think we've got time for one more click, good, one more question, and then uh, uh, we'll make sure we get you back on. Okay, and and Dr. Love, you and I have had many conversations, so we will be bringing you back. Uh, I'll have to give you a date, but we do want to continue this. We haven't even touched the surface yet. But one other question before we wrap this up is, nowadays, we have a, a difference of one generation and another. Things are not, things have not, evolved in such a way that the younger generation takes the advice of the older generation. So when it comes to relationships, kids nowadays, and I'm speaking of those folks who are 30s and 40s, they rely only on what they see, think, and feel. Mm -hmm. And they begin every sentence with, I feel like, I feel like. They do not rely on facts. And it's, I feel like, I feel like you, I feel like you, I feel like you. Mm -hmm. How do we change that? Well, uh, truth changes facts. And when we talk about change, one, it takes three generations to change any circumstance and situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have to start at the top and we have to begin to demonstrate. See, uh, you know, when, when my children look at me, when their friends look at me, I need to be demonstrating what it is that I'm talking about. And that's going to be the start of it. And then from there, they, they hear, they don't, they may not see all that you're trying to show them, but they can look at your model and be, believe you me, they begin to be impacted by that. So my whole thing is never mind what it looks like. You've got to begin to understand when you demonstrate success in front of these young people, they may stray, but they will always come back home. I have five children and sons, you know, boys, are they have their own minds. And my sons thought I was hard on them. But as, as, as the story untold, uh, my son said to me on Father's Day, I thank you for being in my life. So mm -hmm. demonstration is exactly. so important. You got to be, you got to be there for them. Right. 
Right. It's everything. It's well, everything. we, as I said to you before, we're going to have a very, very heated conversation and we're going to bring you back immediately. So I will be calling you tomorrow with a new date so that we can have you on the full hour. And I do understand thing ha- things happen. And, and in another venue, I'd be saying crap happens. Yes, yes. Another place, another time. <laughs> we do understand that. And I do apologize. I do apologize because crap I don't happens. like to be, I don't, I don't like to be late. So I do apologize. The next time no I will do better. No problem. No problem at all. But I do believe it's important to have you on to talk about this because we've got issues within ourselves. And if we don't begin to change ourselves, we can't change anything else. We've got to look inside. We've got to do a whole lot of thinking and talking about who we are. That's the only way the black community and the black family will change. That's the only way. Exactly. So we want you to help us with this. So, uh, doctor, we are going to close out the show. It is after six o'clock and, uh, Kenny Hendricks does not like for us to go over, but we All thank right. you so very, very much for being here, even with the short period of time. It's always a pleasure when you and I speak. So we will have you back. I will call you tomorrow with a new date. Same place, same time, same bat cave. Hey, I'll be here. All righty. And thank <laughs> you very, very much. And folks, and, don't forget this is Black Business month we are celebrating black businesses and please don't forget tomorrow is hump day already it's hump day already we've got conversations tomorrow at five we've got smart money moves with helena j Connolly at four join us tomorrow right here on itrnradio.com and don't forget the trip to sudan we will have a telethon on october 1st we've got some surprises and some great guests some great hosts you got to be with us. It's going to be exciting. So thank you very, very much. We will speak with you on the further brother. Have a good evening.